What is up, everybody? It is uh, what is the 10th of October of 2021. You're on Old School Lane, and uh, actually, I do apologise. It's Patricia's channel, so she should probably be the one who should be introducing. <laughs> I mean, this you're, you're, much as, you're as much as a part of this as I am, so you're perfectly fine. So, <laughs> hi everyone, uh, welcome to the Hey Arnold 25th anniversary virtual reunion live stream. So, uh, as mentioned earlier by my wonderful co-moderator and co-host. Uh, my name is Patricia Miranda. I am the co-founder of the YouTube channel, blog, and podcast Old School Lane. And I've done various um, discussions about Hey Arda, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be through videos. And uh, I am here um, with my wonderful co-host, so Aaron Meta from the Aaron Meta Show. Hey, guys. And uh, also, um, I was um, a very couple of years ago uh, one of the moderators for the uh, Hey Arnold Week here. Like, like, that's like the huge uh, database of uh, Hey Arnold material that you can find. So yeah, HeyArnold.Wikia.com, uh, I think it still is, unless it's now HeyArnold.Fandom.com or something like that now. Like it. It's been a while since I've been there. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it used to be my baby, but it's not anymore. So. Yeah. So Aaron and I have posted various content regarding about Hey Arnold. So it started off with uh, my Hey Arnold blog back in 2012, where I interviewed three of the voice actors. I interviewed Justin Schenkero, who is here on the show. and hey, Justin. Uh, and Hey, Justin. Uh, Andy McAfee, the voice of Phoebe, and uh, Ben Diskin, one of the voices of Eugene. Uh, then around 2016, I did the Hey Arnold 20th anniversary celebration, where I did uh, various videos uh, discussing about the origins of Arnold, where he first started, to uh, the discussions of the Halloween episode and the Veterans Day special, and my top 20 Hey Arnold episodes. And the biggest, one of the biggest videos I've ever done is the history of Hey Arnold the Jungle movie, coming from where the production first started to uh, when it was... Uh, um, you know, canceled and then eventually of how the fans were able to bring it back. Uh, it's one of my most successful, as mentioned. Uh, it has over 100,000 views on YouTube. And then Aaron and I did our three-part series on the Jungle movie. So, yeah, all of that is on YouTube. Uh, please go check it out. And also we've interviewed Craig twice, uh, one on 2013 and the other one around 2018 when the Hey Arnold Complete Collection was out. Is he still a suspect? <laughs> 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 I don't know, possibly. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Aaron, uh, you know, quickly discuss about your uh, stuff on Hey Arnold right before we go and talk about these amazing guests that we have on the show. Oh wow! Well, I have to say, uh, I think uh, everyone knows my history with Craig. Um, we've been. Uh, pretty much many years in the trenches uh, when uh, we were doing the Hey Arnold anniversary shows. And Justin also, uh, fair play to him, he stood in at one year and uh, answered questions when uh, Craig wasn't available on that one particular year, but uh, he did make up for the Christmas special, which is also, by the way, a uh, big shout out to Craig on that Christmas special. It was our number one on Mixcloud, and it was like one of my very few awards uh, that I got. So, you know, he, he's, uh, he's so amazing, Craig. I can never speak uh, enough of him. And uh, also, uh, you know, um, it all started when in 2011 when I was pretty miserable doing my show at the time and I was doing news and politics and I kind of wanted to rebel against my producers and wanted to do something different. And so I had Craig on Facebook at the time and I reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to do this show? And uh, he said yes. And that came at the same time that I found out that actually that the Jungle movie was a thing and should have been a thing and wasn't a thing. And I have to say that's the reason why my intro kind of changed to like uh, the guy from Network saying I'm as mad as hell and I can't take this anymore and that kind of how that all that started off and so 
Yeah, and uh, so, by the way... Um, Creed parodied in an episode, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe you did with uh, Curly, I think, uh, was the guy at the <laughs> I, line. Curly, that was Joe's Yeah. But, you know, um, but I mean, um, I want to really, I really want to say this about Craig, and uh, I kind of wanted to say this at, uh, when he was at New York Comic Con in front of everybody back at the Hammerstein Ballroom, but, uh, you know, um, Craig is the reason why my tiny show that first started off on a public radio station in Manchester when I was just doing the, you know, talking about how the garbage is being taken out and how the bus service yeah. isn't running properly and all these small little things that probably not very many people cared about. He took me from a couple hundred people on a small little radio station to about uh, 100,000 people, you know, on five different continents, and has basically made me this thing, and also, one other thing also, which is the greatest thing as well, is that she, he, was the reason why I now know Patricia, and uh, who is, uh, you know, my uh, wonderful sweetheart of uh, three and a half years, and, uh, you know, so without you, Craig, also, you know, me and Patricia wouldn't be a thing either, so... You know, That's uh, me. Uh, yeah. Craig, so. you're you're a mitzvah maker, brother. You're a mitzvah maker. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which one's Craig? <laughs> but in, in my my uh, game of Hollywood Squares, I'm top center. <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> totally. And, yeah. and in my game, you're you're either uh, Paul Lind or Alice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, just to wrap up, um, you know, I've Hey Arnold has basically been the most positive influence in my entire life, and so to you, Jonathan, you, Joseph, you, Rachel, and you, Justin, and you, Craig, especially, thank you so much for this show. Yes, absolutely. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank that's you. great. Yeah. All right, so with introductions out of the way, let's get into our panel of amazing guests. So uh, we have here the writers of Hey Arnold. So we have Mr. Jonathan Greenberg. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, we have Mr. Joseph Purdy. So welcome, Joseph. Please call me Joe, but thank you. Okay, Joe. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ms. Rachel Lipman. So welcome, Rachel. Please call me Joe as well. I <laughs> <laughs> I made it easy. You just walk in and go, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, yes. Joe right. one, Joe two, Joe yeah. three. Used to Joe be four. used to be Steve's on the show, but anyway, we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know, given everything Aaron said, you should probably just call me Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, or speaking Al. of or Al, sure. Or speak. Okay, speaking of Craig, uh, we want to introduce uh, the creator and executive producer of Hey Arnold. So we have Craig Bartlett. So yes, welcome, Craig. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. So I guess we can, you know, get the questions going. So what about um, me? I don't. Oh get yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Um, I've got the writers. What out am of I, chopped we... liver? <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. Uh, I'm kidding, Justin. Relax. I was going to say, uh, Justin, TV. how would Harold respond to uh, that uh, ignorance like that? Yeah, that's a good idea. How would I'm going to pound you. There you I'm go. I'm going to pound you. So uh, with us is uh, Mr. Justin Shankro, the voice of Harold Berman. So welcome, Justin. Thank you. Please call me Craig or Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, we just, uh, oh, wow, it's a good thing that we now. actually are doing some introductions here because we're actually having another special guest just joining us right now. So let me just uh, let them in. Okay. Right. I hope he's wearing a cape. <laughs> we need to find out if we're going to call him Joe or Craig. So there we go. <laughs> it's only one Jim. 
Okay. Call so, him Lang. I, I don't know why. <laughs> seriously. I've called him Lang since the day one. I don't know why. I never call him. Whenever I'm talking about him in the third person, I say, well, Lang will X, Y, Z. Okay. So speaking of which, so uh, Jim Lang, the composer of Hey Arnold. So welcome to the anniversary live stream. He just flushed uh, at that moment and then... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think he's. I think he's still trying to work out the kinks. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Patricia. While we're waiting, oh, hey, there he is. is. Oh, there <laughs> you are. What's up, Dodgers? <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, Jim. Jimmy, you're, you're still muted. muted. You're muted. Okay. Yeah. One second. <laughs> and he's the musical technical guy. You know what? I, I was refraining from making that comment. Actually, I didn't really disrespect him, but uh... right, I, we all know each other like way too well. So. <laughs> How's that? You get me now? Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome. That's that's what I get for using a fancy microphone without the phantom power on. Oh well. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we can get the questions going. So for all of you guys, tell us about, you know, how it all started. So what would you say for your perspectives of how, you know, the show came to be, uh, you know, the creation process and the production process? So Craig, let's start I? with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started making Arnold Sports in 1988. Uh, I made the first one and uh, I, I made them in uh in claymation the the three little shorts mm -hmm. uh on my little home animation stand and uh i i had been working on peewee's playhouse and when that when that season ended and i was unemployed in la i would just moved to la too um i i decided i should uh use the same technique of the penny cartoons which is a really cool down shooter uh animation stand the camera's up here and penny's made out of clay laying on glass with a background a couple of feet behind her. And it, and uh, I, I decided the technique was so fun that I would use that same technique to, to animate uh, Arnold. So Arnold started in clay and, mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, languished, you know, there were the three shorts kind of languished for a while. And it was only when, uh, John, you were at that meeting with Mary Harrington, weren't you? I, I sure was. And uh, we, the Sly Rikidzi meeting, yeah. We, we, we call ourselves Sly Rikidzi, if you can believe it. And there were five of us, right, John? I I think that I think there so there was there was the late late great Steve Vixton, um, and you and me and Joe and Paul, I think. Yep. All, all uh, maybe Gaffney too. Maybe Gaffney. Yeah, Gaffney. I think Gaffney was it. Well, that makes six, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we we all went to Mary's office, and believe it or not, uh, Rugrats was then done. Right after canceled after three seasons, and so we were all looking for our next gig, and we went to Mary, who who had opened the little uh, animation studio on uh, on Ventura Boulevard, where the the beginnings of the the Nicktoons that were homemade, everything before then, Klasky uh, Chupo made Rugrats, uh, John Kay Studio made Ren and Stimpy, and and I don't know where in New yeah. York they they were making Doug, but uh, Jumbo Pictures, Jumbo, Jumbo. And so this was the first time it was going to, we're going to, the, the came, the mandate from Nickelodeon was let's make uh, our own in-house animation. And Mary started with a little, you know, set up on, on uh, Ventura Boulevard, making uh, a Rocco with Joe Murray. And we all went in this six of us trooped in and pitched our, the group's ideas to Mary. And she was not interested in those. And we were really out of ideas. And someone said, Craig, show her your penny cartoons. And so I had at my briefcase with, 
uh, VHS cassette and put up the, the three Arnold, actually just one of the Arnold shorts was on the front of the penny cartoon, Arnold escapes from church. Mm-hmm. And Mary, Mary's like, this is cool. Who's this? Who's this Arnold guy? And I had comics as well. I showed her that, that Simpsons illustrated comic that finished the last panel was Arnold sitting up in bed screaming. And that really got her that, that drawing. She's like, I love this. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking guy. of which, I, I have my um, book called uh, Not Just Cartoons, Nicktoons book uh, put together by Jerry Beck. And uh, all that stuff you're talking about is actually right here. So this Oh, my is, God. Uh, there you go. Arnold yeah, Escape from Church. Yep. And uh, as for the um, screaming of the dead. Oh, right my God. Here. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's with the story right there. Yep. So, you know, this is old news. However, we could, we're all here to... <laughs> Confirm that that actually happened. And so from there, and that was in fall of 93, Mary at, you know, engaged me to develop the, the Arnold into something. And I've been working with Jim Lang for years already, making uh, uh, kind of uh, special venue films, World Fair films for Bob Rogers, it's a Burbank uh, company. And so I knew I wanted Jim to help me with the music. And uh, we, got, we got going on that pilot and made that in the in 94 we finished it at, you know tuck tucker boarded it with me uh, uh jim did the music uh, carol wyatt did uh, art direction backgrounds and uh they carol and and tuck went to korea in spring of uh 94 and uh i remember kurt cobain dying uh in the middle of that storyboard mm-hmm. all of us going to going to lunch going huh. kurt cobain died and then we like drank and then went back to work. <laughs> wow. That actually oh, explains a surprising stamp. amount. Is your timestamp? Uh, and then by by the end of '94, the other two uh, pilots were turned in, including uh, Angry Beavers, and one one from England called Voles, which did not uh, uh, get picked up. And so okay. Beavers and Arnold were both picked up in the spring of of '95. Uh, in January '95, we went into the office. And just started to move stuff in there and start working just to kind of like jumpstart the pickup process, which to thinking back on that now, it seems crazy that we were able to do that. We just we said, let's just come to work and just say we're making it right. right? We'll get greenlit. And that's really what happened. It was very direct working with it was a very small group of people working with Mary Harrington and she was in charge of everything. And all we had to do was go, Mary, we need, you know, can we do this? And she'd go, all right. And then off we went. Then we were. And we were off to the races. The first order was 20 half hours in the beginning of 95. We we wrote them all that year. John Greenberg started writing on them on that. He what was your first one, John? God, that's a good question. I'm not sure I can I can even tell you which um I, I know he's he's Coach Wittenberg is very Coach uh, Wittenberg was a character I came back to, yeah. And uh I've, that was later. Yeah, yeah that was that later. Was he's, two. he's out of, out one, of I'm the camera to angle, but um but <laughs> the um uh, after my, I think it was after my son was born because you sent me a cell and it, cause it's on, it's on my office wall here. Cause it, it has to John, Megan and Henry, it's son oh. and there's coach, coach Wittenberg. And then in the, the background is the, the bowling ball going through the, the window. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yay, those are yeah, good cells. And so, yeah, what, but, um, been, boy, I'm not sure I can tell you which one was my. It must my have first been Benchwarmer then, maybe Benchwarmer. Do you think? Was, maybe which introduces yeah. the coach? That was the right. first. 
And yeah. in that summer, and, and Rachel, you were with us from the very start of, of 95. Did you immediately crew yeah, up with us? I, think I came in a couple episodes in because I think I, I was under the weather for a little bit in the beginning. And then this is my cell from Helga's Makeover, which is. Oh, she's buying preteen miss. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, you know uh, that one with that section like ugly girls look pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That, that was, I think, my first one. And I think you, uh, well, that, I, I mean, I think we all kind of worked on some together and story editing, but I think that was one where you just like had created this character that I just really so badly wanted to dig into and say so many things. And you just really encouraged that. So that was just so much fun to write. It was the first, uh, Helga's makeover, the first true, well, you could say Arnold's hat, but I even feel like Arnold and, Arnold kind of has a, a, a larger role in Arnold's hat, but Helga's makeover was Helga's journey for yeah. the, I think the first truly thoroughly Helga episode. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, I just, you know, I've been uh, posting about, about those, the, the, the people that, that follow my Instagram feed, I, I took their, their top, I think 12 favorite episodes from season one. Oh. And uh, I've been doing every Friday, I've been posting a little kind of synopsis of those episodes. Yeah. And the makeover is really important because our boss, Jerry Laybourne the, from Nickelodeon, the president at that time, she came out to visit us. And that was really an important like state visit from the boss, you know, where we did show and tell. And I'm sure we showed her something finished, but we also showed her an animatic of Arnold's hat. And we only had the cut track of Helga's makeover. Imagine sitting in the conference room. I'm sure Mary said, put it on, Craig. And I'm sure Mary made that happen. But putting on a cassette of the cut track and Jerry listening to an 11 minute radio play. That's why she was super charmed by it. And she told me at lunch, she said, you know, I was Helga. <laughs> and I thought, OK, you know, um, I think That's things are going to go story. really, really swimmingly for us, because not only was Nickelodeon run by across the board, women execs, maybe um, the only one who wasn't a woman was uh, Herb Scannell at mm -hmm. the executive level the top level a very different the only one who wasn't a woman at the time <laughs> <laughs> now he likes to be called john i think or was it <laughs> steve um uh so um that that i think was really a significant factor we they they loved what we were doing and they really supported what we were doing and Helga was not too intense or too weird for them at all. And mm -hmm. I think that's really meaningful because, um, you know, Helga got to go to some super weird, funny, dark places. And we felt like we had that kind of support. Yeah. No, Jonathan, going into the episodes that you had written, I just pulled up a, a list of the Hey Arnold episodes. And uh, according to what it says here, uh, your first episode that you have written, according to the credits in season one, was Benchwarmer. So you did write oh. the first Coach Wittenberg episode. Oh, very good. Okay, good. Okay. Um, then after that was Heat, uh, the episode where uh, the whole town goes through a heat wave. Yeah. Then there was Roughing It. That was the camping episode. Then yeah. going back into Coach Wittenberg again. Uh, then you did... Uh, 
uh, Runaway Float and Partners, uh, Gerald's Secret, Longest Monday, Ransom, Mud Bowl, Best Friends, Career Day, Road Trip, It Girl, uh, Old Iron Man, and On the Lamb. So those were, uh, I'm just reading off like a handful right, of it. Right, absolutely. Patricia, you got to be my agent. I mean, you're fantastic. You're listing all this credit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Foundational. Oh, I, I think if there's ever, if there's ever evidence that, that creative people rely on their fans and need their fans to keep their work alive <laughs> this is this is it uh, i don't think so <laughs> no, we're, you know, I, we're, I agree we're, with i agree with jonathan it's it's really like it doesn't fully take meaning until someone else tells you how it feels or how it's in their eyes because that's the other part of creating something and writing something or bringing it to is to an audience you know yeah. It's never been more interactive than it is now. It, it, it's reaching levels now that I almost kind of can't believe, you know, where yeah. people, people can weigh in, in in ways that you couldn't believe. Right. We, we get asked questions constantly that, that we're like, wow, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I guess going into Rachel's episodes, the stuff that she has written, I have the list as well. So uh, Helga's makeover, as mentioned earlier, the old building, uh, the first introduction of Dino Spumoni. Uh, Gerald comes over, Operation Ruthless, where we get first introduced to Ruth McDougal. Then Snow, which is the second half with Heat uh, that Jonathan wrote or Craig or Joe, or I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> then we have um, door 16 with Mr. Smith, uh, Weeze and Ed, one of Gerald's urban legends, uh, false alarm, the episode where you, they claimed that Eugene pulled on the fire alarm. Uh, then you have Helga's boyfriend where stinky, you know, um, pretends to have a, a relationship with Helga, even though that uh, he starts falling in love with her later on hall monitor where Phoebe becomes uh, you know, the hall monitor and then teacher strike where the teachers go on a strike because they're treated unfairly. So that's a handful of them again. So I'm not going to go into all of it. It's great, though, because those are all early episodes, too. So yeah. they're all uh, we're talking about the stuff that was in the, the formative early, early years. I gotta say, Door 16 was is, uh, in my mind, is a really underappreciated episode. <laughs> I, I I just remember. I mean, at that point, everything was going by so fast. It was, it, you know, it was kind of hard to keep track of. But I remember at the time thinking that that was just so dope that that episode was so out there and raised so many questions that kind of never got answered. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Mr. Smith, man, he he got on a helicopter and that's the last we heard of him, and yet. I'm sure he paid rent for the rest of the series. Exactly. I mean, I think that's the. I, I think don't have to the, probably keep delivering breakfast for the rest of the series. The, the under the undiscovered Arnold spinoff should be the you know the sequel to Door Sixteen. I yeah, and we was, can find out who Mr. Smith was. Yeah, I think that was so fun about the whole like, especially in the early part. It's like you don't know like which ones are going to be longer storylines that get explored. You know, to a ridiculously minute degree that we didn't know when we first introduced so. and yeah. we would we would be tempted to do follow-ups and sometimes people would be like no i remember vixen going oh stoop kid it's done you know you, you met him right you know, feel is why on earth would we revisit stoop kid and i was right. like i don't know because it's cool <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, Mr. Smith was uh, the talk of so many Hey Arnold theories, 
that uh, were going around. And uh, one crazy uh, theory that uh, I was told, and by the way, this was like years before the Jungle movie was ever talked about being revived again, was that apparently Mr. Smith was like Eduardo in disguise and like he was keeping uh, an eye on like uh, um, Arnold from like, and he would like just come back and forth. So, so many, uh, yeah. So many, it's funny because so many, as we said, when we, between ourselves, cats out of the bag, so many kind of placeholders we put in scripts mm-hmm. then become like, I mean, correct, I know we've talked about this so many, like, then become like legend. We're like, oh, yeah, we should really punch that up. We should really change that. And it's like, oh, wow, now it's being recorded. Oh, now it's on television. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, going into Joe. Uh, so I want to mention some of the episodes that he had written. So he wrote Pigeon Man, Sally's Comet, Part-Time Friends, Crush on Teacher, Harold's Bob Mitzvah. Shout out to you, Justin. Uh, Teacher Strike, The Big Scoop, Eating Contest, Harold the Butcher. Again, Justin. Mr. Wing Goes Country, Arnold's Room, uh, Stinky's Pumpkin, Fighting Families, Mr. Green Runs, Principal Simmons. Uh, too many episodes to count, but that's just a handful of them. So that's that's a lot. And also you were um, part of helping with writing the movie and the Jungle movie. Yeah, I've been extremely lucky. Now it's like a lifetime achievement. That's great. Uh, it, now I've been so lucky, A, to work with everyone and, you know, and meeting Steve and it's a longer, boring story. When meeting Steve and uh, Joe, when you guys were in the Universal Building right before you moved into Vineland, um, I snuck into the building to use a Xerox machine back in the day, um, <laughs> literally. And a friend who was working on Nick, she introduced me to them. And anyway, and I was That's very how lucky. Started, because, right, Joe? That's how you met him. Yeah, completely. I mean, Paula Kaplan just said, you should meet these guys. They just, you know, they're starting the show. Um, Thank God. <laughs> no, I know. Believe me, I'm so lucky. And then it's like this joyous partnership with Craig <clears throat> through the years, all those series we've done. I mean, very lucky and great friendships. I mean, Rachel and I have worked together on so many things and we probably will in the future still, but yeah, those here, and it's funny. I mean, I came in like in August, great about you guys. Anyway, I was born in Elizabeth. Um, I came in in August, um, but it also, it already seemed like there was like such history of Arnold and also they had all worked together on Rugrats, which I right. had not. So there's like a yeah. trillion inside jokes it's amazing. A, lot, a lot of them were lodged in Vixen's beard. Hey, thank you. <laughs> it was so great. Inside jokes, none of which were funny. <laughs> <laughs> Only funny to us. I, I love when you think about Pigeon Man being Joe's first pitch, because I know the group was so, we really did things as a group in those early days. And later we just would get, you know, we it, it was kind of more convenient for us to just go off into our own computer and type a first draft and, start talking about it after that. But Pigeon Man, I remember just going round and round with that, talking about what was gonna happen. For me, I really remember how important it was that he he fly away being carried <laughs> off by pigeons at the right. end. And then it felt like whatever happens, we gotta get to that, you know, that the the that wonderful thing where he's like what you really had. I mean, I, I can't imagine, Jim, we were just talking about the baseball and the end of that. And did we, I mean, it almost feels like everything's just to get you to that ending. And yet I know that's not true. I, I'm sure I, I know they get the stories get thought out in, in all kinds of different ways. But it strikes me that the group would would all help pitch in to make something get to a really satisfying ending. And I just think of that all the time. Pigeon Man, for sure, man, he flies away. 
That's not. We just love. Yeah, you love that. I mean, you had that image, and right, we worked towards it. I mean, I was. It was just like the picture was about Marlon Brando in. <laughs> That's on right. The waterfront. That was my picture on the waterfront. And then, and then that combined with Tom Jode, his speech at the end. I was like, I don't know. I'm putting, I'm putting those together with a pigeon man, with a pigeon. Well, so. it felt like there were, I mean, obviously now, like since COVID and with nobody really being in a room of writers, like that energy was so great to have. And, you know, the idea that we were creating certain legends that were going to be part of Hey Arnold and part of the, his world and just kind of leave a story like that. Pigeon Man was one of those really special ones because of that. Yeah. I mean, how lucky we got not to, for all of us that, I mean, then when the, when the machine was really rolling, then we got, you know, we, we all pitched ideas that is like probably in, well, certainly now we couldn't do a lot of the stories. I mean, I always use the example which I've shown, you know, like now as we're all grand, granddad and grandma now um showing the example like at some point we had hey, veterans day don't 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 talk about me Purdy. in veterans day we had grandpa giving hitler a wedgie oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every yes. exec now would have a fucking excuse me would have a heart attack i don't i don't care i don't care no, would have a heart attack like then it's like what and you know so anyway yeah, yes. like, there's just I, a, I there's certain yeah. things in modern cartoons you just can't get away with anymore. Like you no. know, it's, 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 it's almost like the '90s and you know the you know the amount of freedom that you guys had to kind of like make jokes like that. I mean, like uh, I'm pretty sure right. if like you know that appeared in like something like The Owl House or Amphibia, or you know, even though how crazy those shows can get, like I guarantee there's probably gonna be one guy who says, "Nah, you better not do that." You yeah, know? you know, I think there's... they today they'd even make. Make us call it greetings, Arnold. <laughs> I think the hay, the hay would be a little too rough, a little too street, too confrontational. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta say, and it's a, it's a mystery. The, the mix of it's really a mystery. Mary Harrington, who greenlit the show, uh, really did let a lot of amazing shit happen, and she let Lang. I would say, Jim, from the minute, except except for our uh, uh, failed first attempt at a main title. Um, after that little thing, and Jim, then Jim came back with take two, which is and it was just love it. And then wow. all music after that, every single score ever, no notes at all. So picture that. And then, and there, there still was plenty of oversight, and we had to kind of duke it out and fight, fight with Mary and, and the execs about things until the end of season two. And then from season three on, the oversight was so minimal that I think they barely knew what we were doing. When, when right. we, we used to joke about it in season three, we had a, an exec who we were like, I know he's not reading what we're writing. I know it. You know, we just had that feeling like we haven't heard a word back from them in months and months. And we, we turned in the cut of uh, Arnold's Thanksgiving and they sent an exec out to meet with me and go, um, it seems that the teacher is gay. And, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, you're catching up. Yeah. And then, and then it was just like, I talked to him for about 45 minutes about, why we wanted Simmons to be a gay character. And then he kind of said, mm, all right, and left. And that was that. So so you, it was really true. They weren't looking at it until maybe they'd even get the cartoon delivered to them. And it would be really essentially too late. My argument with him then was like, I don't want to change anything. It, it's already basically ready to mix. And, and uh, it would be very expensive for you guys for us to kind of undo what we've done. And he was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so so it it, it was a time of kind of almost magical lack 
of oversight <laughs> or or a wonderful spirit of adventure. You could look at it that way too, where they were just like, hey man, this this we're digging this. Whatever this is, it's weird and cool. And I remember talking about I'd always say like Arnold is weird. And they go, oh, weird. I don't know. I don't know, man. Weird. That's I go, no, no, cool weird. And they go, oh, cool weird, huh? Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember where was it there? I don't know if it was if it was during season one, I think it was after season one because because I was a I was a freelancer season one and then came. Yeah, John on, was living in New Jersey. Summer. Yeah, you and came back. There right. was one point they said we need to have a really serious conference about who Arnold is. You guys, that would have been season one, right? I okay. Like so I, well, I was in on that, and I remember you. I remember like the word weird was like electric you couldn't say weird like it was like somehow that would make him the unpopular w or wow something I, I that's not really likable right. but that he, was i mean he had to be a little weird absolutely and this show is profoundly weird and i think that's what, what kind of makes it interesting it, it's like looking at, it's fun to look at because it's profoundly weird and and uh, I think words like that are, are, are you know, they, you could argue about them until they completely lose their meaning. But we were, yeah, that was, a, I remember the, the, the feeling that all the writers had was like, hey, childhood is pretty sad. There's a, it's, a, it's a veil of tears. And you're kind of like getting through childhood without any power yet. And so the, the humor of this is going to come from that premise and i remember mary arguing with us and saying no my childhood was a blast i, I had a really happy childhood <laughs> that's and we, why you're we, not we, a writer <laughs> <laughs> said that so many times but uh, I, and so, I remember joe and steve writing their manifestos about like what what kinds of stories we're telling and what we're doing and it was just like this architectural approach but at the same time like mary had to take a leap of faith that this is what True. my creator, show creator is doing. And I think also like so much credit to Jim Lang because the music for the show set a tone that allowed all these stories to be told. It was so unique and it had, wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. People could imagine being Arnold and staring up at his ceiling and they still talk about that with all that music portraying what his mood. Yeah, you know, I just want to say to you, Jim, because um, I've said this to, to Craig on so many occasions, uh, if my life had to have background music, uh, you'd have to be the one to write it. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, uh, my response uh, to lovely comments like that is always, um, you know, it's a visual medium and it starts with a story and then it becomes a visual thing. And that's where all that shit came from. Uh, I, it's really hard to take any credit for that because the inspiration was always right there in front of me so um i'd never you know obviously i've never done another show that sounded anything like hey arnold in mm -hmm. in many respects and that's because hey arnold was hey arnold it was a, a unique entity so it's Absolutely. so cool, i mean we've got to just say how how that music ended up being the glue that that rachel's talking about where it's it tells you it tells you that it's sad and yet you don't have to be too sad and yeah. it tells you that it's scary but don't worry no one's gonna get killed there's all those things were coming i feel like the music was taking the the whole bunch of of, of story and image and and giving it some some coherence and some glue 
that yeah. uh, that's magic stuff. And Absolutely. I don't even know how to quantify it. We would talk about Jim when we would spot those early ones because we only spotted the early stuff together. We'd look at a cut and go, well, how, how about we start to feel sad here? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's very it's super subjective and it's hard to define and 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 he was getting zero notes except I was going. I love this. <laughs> you all love it. Can I, can I just say just quickly, uh, you know, to Craig's credit for leading it and to the networks of some of them, we, you know, we got to, which was from the start out of the gate, we got to tell, as Craig was saying, like childhood sad, like we got to tell sad stories, didn't wrap up nicely. And everything else was, you know, if it's an action cartoons that are on at the time, everything could have wrapped up nicely. And I think that other series from that took that cue, you know, including The Simpsons, possibly. But, um, and I and and I always think, I mean, we've talked about it, Rachel and I, and Craig and I have talked about representation, like the that Dan Butler, who voiced Mr. Simmons, you know, is an openly gay man, you know, and he's a great actor, and he's been, you know, he's been acting for years and years, and so it wasn't we like all the press and nothing against it. It comes out like well, there's finally a gay couple on, you know, like when Loud House did it. It's like I don't know, we had gay couple, we had you know, we had black actors playing black bard. We had you know, we just cast. We even had. Jewish actors playing Harold. I know. <laughs> I know we just hired the bar mitzvah Harold because it, it was, well, Justin knows about that. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin now, do his Pop Torah. <laughs> now, speaking of which, uh, Justin, so, I mean, you were there in Hey Arnold from the very beginning, even the, the pilot. pilots. Yes. Yeah. First of all, let me just thank uh, Patricia and Arun for putting this on. You guys are amazing. Thank you as fans. You have really spearheaded uh, a lot of the incredible fan enthusiasm for Hey Arnold and were instrumental in us coming back and doing the Hey Arnold movies where, uh, you know, we found Arnold's parents, which was incredibly awesome. Yeah. So huge kudos to you guys and to all the fans out there. Uh, I'm grateful. I know we all are for your overwhelming support and enthusiasm. Um, and yes, this is uh, the origin story of Hey Arnold, which is fun. I mean, I remember, I still remember coming in to audition for Hey Arnold, meeting Craig and seeing, you know, this very cool drawing of Harold that, uh, that Craig had put together with these, these lines. And then I, you know, I, I'm looking at the character and I'm envisioning, all right, who is Harold? Okay, he's a bully, but he's got a soft spot. You know, I'm thinking, all right, I've been bullied. And what is that like? And what do the bullies look like? And what do they feel? And what's my relationship been like to them? Funny enough, when I was a kid, I was bullied all the time because I had this big afro and they used to call me Shankaro Shake That Fro, which actually is kind of <laughs> funny, but I didn't think it was funny when I was a little kid. <laughs> wow. So I thought, all right, I thought of all the bullies on the playground um, who would bully me. And then that's kind of how Harold's voice just came to be and his personality traits and just sitting in the recording with Craig. I think we, I had like a 30 minute audition. Craig gave me, you know, amazing notes and thoughts and we just kind of played and had fun. And then, you know, fortuitously got the call from my agent saying, Hey, you want to play Harold? Like, let's do this. And then we went in, we did the pilot and, and uh, it was such a, an amazing group of, of fellow actors and writers and producers and kind of this, the start of the journey. 
Yeah. Now I'm actually curious, you know, Justin, you're, you are Jewish and I'm just curious if did uh, Harold become Jewish because of Justin or was he already Jewish from the very beginning? No, we were watching for Craig. I I don't know. (laughs) I think think we just made it up. As it shook out, Harold and Eugene became the two Jewish kids in the squad. Okay. We, then we call him Eugene Leibowitz. (laughs) <laughs> and Harold yep. Berman. We named it. We named her after Dory. We named her. We named after Dory Berman. Oh yeah, Dory Berman. Exactly. Someone on the crew. Okay. Uh, on the exec side. I mean, it's amazing. I, you know, the Harold's bar mitzvah uh, is is just. I mean, in all the Harold episodes and everything Harold's been in, so much mm-hmm. fun. But Harold's bar mitzvah. I mean, I. You know, I'm Jewish. I'm kind of like more spiritually spiritually Jewish than kind of you know really religious but sure one of my best friends from high school danny is orthodox and uh you know he's a doctor now but he's very religious and he goes to temple pretty much every morning to pray and a lot of his family and friends are orthodox for you huh praise for you yeah <laughs> exact praise for me bless him and uh he i mean Danny and, and the Orthodox community absolutely love Harold's bar mitzvah. And that the, you yeah. know, this is, an, this is an episode that nobody would have created something like that. So kudos to Joe and Craig and, and the whole team for putting that together. I mean, just amazing. And, and as you guys were talking about earlier, I mean, the diversity that, that the show had back in the mid nineties, when that wasn't something that was necessarily a focus on television um, was so ahead of its time and such a, really really exceptional that i think hey arnold paved the way for so many shows and so many actors and really you know where we are where we are now we were uh we were doing this in the mid 90s so it's pretty pretty awesome absolutely i think oscar did wonders for central european representation (laughs) (laughs) guys remember we would get angry letters from somebody who was from the czech republic and he was really mad. And especially because we said he was from Czechoslovakia, he was super irritated that we didn't update it and say he was from the Czech Republic. And we were like, no, no, you don't get it. He's, he might as well be from Transylvania. As far as- <laughs> <laughs> also, that's really a good point that you, you make, uh, Jonathan, because um, uh, the, the, the origins of uh, Oscar Kokoschka, name from the Russian painter, mm-hmm. uh, personality, uh, from Steve, I think, and uh, and accent from Gabor Chupo because Gabor and Arlene, we just kind of wanted a Gabor and Arlene couple in our in our show, and yet they don't resemble Gabor and Arlene in any way. Gabor and Arlene are fabulous, successful, you know, creative people who you know have a gi- giant history of of uh, cartoon making. And and you know Oscar goes to the track every day and can't <laughs> get a job. That part, oh, no, kind no. of like. Oh, Steve. by the way, um, <laughs> while you're continuing your story, I just need to let in another special guest who's just joining us. Uh, they were at a meeting, so they couldn't join us much earlier. But ah, oh wow. my god! So yes, uh, hello. Oh, Dan hey. hey, look at all these people. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey Dan. Oh this wow. is so fun. Jim. Jim's here, Joe, Greg, that's fantastic. So yes, um, we have Rachel. with us, uh, who, who was the storyboard artist on Hey Arnold and also directed and many of the episodes. Yes, <laughs> we have uh, Dan Pavenmeyer. So Dan, welcome to the live stream. Very good. I'm glad I was able to make it. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, um, go ahead with the, the storytelling about Oscar. 
Oh, Oscar, what, what more is there to say? Basically, what well, we loved the way Gabor spoke so much. He had the his accent is such that everything he everything he says ends going down. So it's like <laughs> yes. make me a sandwich. <laughs> and, and so that that was us trying to, you know, we just wanted to have a little, you know, Gabor accent in our in our our world. Um, you know, Gabor studio, uh Klasky Chupa when we were all there making Rugrats in, in 1990 and 91. Um, he, Gabor had a lot of uh, fellow Hungarians that he had he'd welcomed into the crew. So there was a lot of cool Eastern European, and he's a big fan of all Eastern European animation. And and I feel like the influence of of indie Eastern European animation had worked its way into the design mm -hmm. of of Rugrats, Ah Real Monsters. It, it was a thing, and so we just mm -hmm. kind of loved that and wanted to have a little bit of that in our show. And a wildly spoofy version because Oscar is such a <laughs> He's such a terrible person, but, right. <laughs> but and it, it, you know, like the most dysfunctional couple ever. Dan, didn't you do um, uh, what was that one called where where Oscar gets kicked out and has to stay yes. in Arnold's room? That was yours, wasn't I, it? I forget the name of it, but that was like, it, and it was a really tender Arnold is cupid, and it was yeah, like, Arnold is like, cupid, yeah. He did the tiniest little thing that was sort of like just showed a hint of selflessness. And she took him back. It was it was like you, you keep take the money? The last <laughs> forget, the money, forget. and which might as well be the T-shirt from that one. Yes, it was so great. Dan so Dan's great. boarding always had those special touches. There's a moment in in uh, Arnold as Cupid where Oscar's cutting trimming his own toenails while he's telling Arnold he needs something else, and he the, at the end of the scene it wipes when he clips the toenail and it flies at camera and wipes the scene. <laughs> the toenail wipe. And, and he, I was proud of that. O'Neill White. He also directed uh, the baseball, which we were just uh, yes. uh, sort of celebrating this week. And the baseball yeah. has the most wonderful scene where Arnold's on the run and he's being chased. While Lang's music's going dan -a -dan 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 on the on the, uh, the the baseball stadium organ. And Arnold Arnold like he escapes one guard and he slides under the the legs of the other. Yes. And, and, and this great pan. Yes, I have that pan on the, I have that framed. I got that, that big pan set up and, and oh, I wow. had to like have a frame made for it because it was so long. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I have, wonderful, I have this, I'm glad you got that. From that. I wanted to ask you, Dan, I mean, obviously, Hey Arnold has so much physical comedy involved in it. What was it like to like storyboard that whole process? It was so much fun. That, that, that was, that was a, just a, a great gig the the show was you know like i used to tell people it's like uh uh it was it was not as like laugh out loud funny as uh, um uh what was the ren and stimpy the big you know like that but i just thought it was the best show for kids uh, you know it, it it was that was it wasn't aiming necessarily at at college kids although co college kids could watch it and enjoy it Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like it was it was the show that like oh when I have kids I want them to see this show this is th th this is a show the characters were all warm and wonderful it had this real funk to it which was which was uh, Craig's uh, Craig's art style the you know he did the football head way before Stewie <laughs> had a football head and uh, and they just gave us a lot of uh, creative freedom to plus things and to and to. You know, you know, like we would usually take the 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 script, and then we would have a discussion about what we felt like we could cut out of it. What if we moved this here? Could we get more out of this scene? 
can can you give us a scene here between these two characters to to help this uh, transition? It was a very collaborative studio at the at the time, and everybody sort of felt like felt ownership of the show. And mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was just some of my favorite times uh, working as a as a as a board artist and a, a director. And then my my probably my favorite thing we did there was the opera episode. I was just going to say, let's, let's which, talk about that, Dan. Go also, just, Dan, you had access to the uh, PA system at Vineland. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but everybody did. It wasn't just me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it, it wasn't just me, but things things were said. <laughs> that, that I mean, can, can I just hear? quickly say, I remember that, I mean, it was nice of you to say discussions, which we had a lot of, we also had a lot of arguments, there's no yes. doubt. That's what I love. I mean, when I think about it, season one but, was a fucking brawl. And and yes. that's, and it was it the with the best result. Absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. like, people had everybody a voice. was trying to make the show better, which is- Everybody it, had it, a voice just, and that they were, they were, I agree, they were united in their desire to make the show better. Yeah, it, it seemed, if I may, just like this was a time when there was just like a real kind of dichotomy between script driven and board driven shows. And as if only one or the other could be the right way or the answer. And right. there were so many iconic shows of both kinds at the same time. And coming out of that one little violent building, it was it was truly amazing. <laughs> if you look at what mm-hmm. was going on at the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So the you guys remember that. That uh, that our receptionist was Maria Bamford, who now has her own <laughs> show on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Maria was actually the PA. Yeah. Yes. And she was, and she was like the worst. I mean, she she was like the like she couldn't figure out a like a stapler. She was terrible, yeah. but she it, was it, it was hilarious. Whoa. But she was hilarious and was yeah. doing her mother and her act. If you all went to yeah, see her, man, the Maria <laughs> was Maria from the start. Did we all go to one of her shows where it was just like metal folding chairs in a circle? Oh yeah, we like yes. so we went we to were, see like, her. Encouraging her. Yeah. We went That's to see her in a coffee house. We were the whole audience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she did that one woman show in an actual theater somewhere. And I remember that was the first time I even knew that she was doing this. I think you guys went to went to something much smaller earlier. Yeah. And she came around with flyers for everybody. And all I knew Maria was was this sort of mousy girl behind the the, the counter the, the thing who was who was just always looked a little confused. I was like, Maria has a one woman show. <laughs> <laughs> what could this be like? We have to go see that. Then we went to go see it, and and I was like, oh, she's probably going to have her own show at some point. Like when she was on stage, she seemed much more sort of real and and it, you know like she just came alive on stage wow. in a way that she didn't in real life she was always this right. version in in in, in real life yeah, and, and yeah. she got out there and just blossomed it was really fun yeah you're right good call back when they say mm-hmm. don't be a stand-up comedian unless you just have to she just had to yeah, yeah. exactly that was the only thing she could do yeah. like her therapy also yeah that's yeah. so funny can i just one like insider dan when i started i had never worked on an animated show before and that's one dan and sherm when you guys share that office you guys were i mean they were such incredible artists and continue to be obviously and animators and directors you often or maybe it's just sherm had glenn gary glenn ross playing like every day (laughs) all the time yeah, like all over, like for years, yes. and they animated all. They directed all these Hey Arnold episodes while listening to Glenn yeah. Gary. It wasn't. It wasn't just Glenn Gary, but but okay. I had like a whole bunch of because 
for for like like a third of the time you were just cleaning up you would you would storyboard right. stuff out and you'd have to think and and figure out the storytelling and stuff and then you'd get it all roughed out and then you'd have like two weeks where you were just cleaning right. drawings and making them look good so you didn't have to like engage that part of your brain as much and so we would always listen to movies Right. And uh, and we would like so I would record onto cassette, just like audio cassette, like like all these movies. I had a bunch of them, but the one that we listened to the most was probably Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. <laughs> just just ear candy. It just weird lines, like weird context that you'd look, go back and you'd read the original play and say, oh, yes, this character does say shoes boots yes you know like like weird <laughs> lines that just like like you can't imagine that not being just somebody like messing something up and let's let's keep that it was uh it was that's it really, was really funny fun. we listened to I that, love a that yeah yeah cool. another All right. favorite um, was, uh, uh, the kid stays in the picture by bob evans his book on tape that was another yes. popular one <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry patricia go ahead oh no i was just gonna say that um going into like the production process, uh, directing and storyboarding. You know, um, if um, you know some of our viewers have watched the 20th anniversary as told by Ginger Virtual Review and live stream, where we had some of the storyboard artists on the show. Um, you know, from the show to the live stream, they were talking about like they would just gather together and talk about like each one of them had their unique style of storyboarding. Some of them were more expressive, some of them were more subdued, and um, yeah, I mean, storyboards are very important because they're the ones that you know, kind of like you see on the screen. I mean, I took a storyboarding class when I was doing my um, production and, and editing class for school. And storyboarding is not easy, especially since I am not a very good artist. You have to take the story or the script or a music video. You have to, you know, break it down like, you know, segment by segment. And then you have to draw it and you have to compose, whether it be um, establishing shot, close up shot, medium shot, what angle. Um, you know, every single bit has to be put in depending on what, you know, the story is about, but yeah, it's, everybody had their own unique style. I mean, like for, you know, one storyboard artist was different from the other, but all of them were able to pull it off so well. And it's, it's definitely not easy. And, uh, you know, com, com, you know, kudos for all the work that you were able to put in for all the episodes, uh, Dan, and all for, all for the writers as well. I mean, just, you know, you know, all the work that you put into that and also for Justin, the acting and um, Jim, the music as well. I was going to say, please don't forget us actors. to Bring life to the, the uh, to the stories. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. Cool. No, it is yeah. good. Good shout out to all the storyboard, uh, Dan and the artists and the animators, because obviously we're it's a whole team effort to make yeah. this come to fruition. And it's the, Man, oh, there were 50 of us. You, you yeah. don't want to forget that. Yeah. There were a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it, it's like the slaves building the pyramids. There's a lot of people. I always say that if, if, if people knew how much work went into making an animated show, I think that they would treat them with much more reverence. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, it's, people just like, oh, it's a cartoon. It was like, well, it was, it was, there was a lot of work. Even in the worst cartoon, was a lot of work uh, that that went in. Uh, yeah. We were talking talking about the opera opera episode earlier, and there was more. That that was like three times the size of a normal storyboard because it was all these dance poses and all this animation stuff that I really had to put pose it all out in order to uh, uh, to to get it done. Uh, that's that you don't have to do if it's just dialogue talking you can sort of hit the the different beats of the uh, of, of the dialogue mm -hmm. but if it's candace swinging on a 
on a uh, on a on a flag around a staff and landing on a horse and point you know it's like there's a bunch of stuff there and uh and and it, it, you you just gave us enough time i think to do that you, you know like I, I, I think you guys said okay this was a special episode we're going to give you a little more more time kicking, to get kicking and done. screaming dan do you remember that was season two and uh, yeah. season two was a, a struggle I also. Yes. It was another kind of struggle. And yeah. you remember, you had X number of weeks to do it. You knew you couldn't do it in that time. And so then yeah. then it became like Jamie's joke at every every production meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, where's the opera? Oh, still on board. Remember? And that happened <laughs> yes. for the rest of that year. And, uh, and so Dan had to take each new, each new uh each new episode cycle, he just would take on the next one, knowing that he was starting the next one and kind of steadily finishing opera finishing at the same opera. time. And it was, yeah. you know, I mean, from that point of view, like that was, you know, Jamie thought that was kind of a disaster, and he kind yes. of washed his hands of that one. And I was he like, did. "Damn it! When this thing's done, it's going to be so fucking good, and people are going to really love this. Just like relax into this one, man. It'll get done before the year's so out. So great! Wait, are we, one of are the we, better recording. I love when I saw also. that. When I saw it come back and 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 I was like, there, see, uh, you know, when the animation came back and we sunk it up, I was like, oh, thank God, this is fucking great. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was such a fun thing for all of us. G Jim, we were like, th that one had a lot of, of uh, we just basically used a lot of, uh, you know, stuff from the public Possibly. domain. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, Bizet, you know, Carmen mostly, yes. and it also had a little Mozart. And uh, and so that, in a way, it was like a whole different musical challenge. And then there was tons yeah. of, I mean, there was a lot of score as well, Jim, right? Well, I, yeah. you know, talking about, uh, you know, Dan uh, working on the poses and, and doing the, you know, the choreography, um, it's not always easy to post score uh, something musical like that. In fact, a lot of times it's really freaking hard, which is why, uh, you know, stalling always wrote all <laughs> wrote all the X charts out for, you know, for the animators. And it, it came, all those cartoons came from the music. So right, un exactly. unlike the way we do it today, you know, going yeah. back and, and putting music on there. But yeah. I remember thinking at the time uh, how well the music stuck to the picture in, in well, that thing. Yeah. Um, not only not only the vocal performances, which were awesome, and the lip assignments and everything, which were yeah. great and really funny, but just but just the feeling of of the stage picture and how easy it was to put music to that. I mean, yeah. you know, we we got away with murder in that thing. Yeah. It's a it's a really sophisticated uh, <laughs> yeah. looking final product. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it helped Amazing. that you gave us a pretty good quick demo of everything with with the 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 the, the, the you know like 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 we had the character singing and your original demo it wasn't completely done out, but but so we knew where the beats were. And we knew, you know, like where, okay, he's going to put a flourish here, but, it, you know, it was just you maybe on the keyboard and not an actual uh, horn or whatever at the time. Right, right. I don't think we did. I think all we did, we did violin and yeah. I know we did woodwinds on that. We did flute and stuff and clarinet. Yeah. Um, and but that may have been it for live instruments. I don't think there was yeah. any, I don't think we cut any brass on that yeah. at all, but yeah. And Jim, uh, just a little, a little, a uh, little flashback. I'm a, I'm a big, ugly clown, <laughs> a big, sad, ugly clown. 
no. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about how much fun that session was. Amazing. Yeah. When when we that's, recorded uh, that. That's gotta be the one of the best nights. And it, for some reason we went till the dark. It must have been recorded in the in the winter. It well, was, and we were also on that, you know, really dank uh, uh, Foley yeah. stage where we where yeah. we recorded it, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, it was really fun. I remember the way it went was like each kid came and did their song, and, and the next one had to come out and top it. And we yes. really didn't know Adam was that good. Adam Wiley, who plays Curly, we didn't know Adam was as good a singer as he was. We really didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. He, he was amazing. That was an amazing session. All the way through. He sang Curlamio's song, and we were all just like on our butts. We were just yeah. like, "Whoa!" And and he was his was the last cue, I think. I'm well, I remember you telling me, Craig. Um, I mean, a lot of the uh, the kids that you had for these uh, for these they had un, un, unknown potential at that time, as kids do. And so, right. okay, I remember you had to. Uh, I can't what was the name of the first Arnold? I really can't. It was it was Toron, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean by first Arnold, because yeah. if you're talking about pilot, the pilot Arnold was JD was Daniels. JD Daniels, and then it was the, it was the Arnold that was in season and one. He showed up for yeah, episode, then it was Lane. Yeah, it was, it was, for 101 downtown is fruits, and he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" We're like, "Oh crap!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cast Torin because JD showed up for episode one and couldn't do it. Yeah, but well, I, I remember in the in the downtown is fruits episode, you had to talk Torin down because he was singing too professionally for the uh, the, the fruits. Yeah. Uh, right, Torin's one of those guys who, who 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 when you know a lot of kids are like this they listen to the radio and they want to sing like the kid on the radio right and i was like torin that's too good you yes. need to sing like a kid you know dumb it down yes. and and struggle a little bit to hit your notes and then of course he did he he's he is singing yeah. uh on that oh and you know and everybody everybody has various abilities to sing you know in key and stuff like there's a yeah. wide range of ability and and I, I think that's part of the <laughs> That's part of the fun to me. And then Jim's like, thanks. And now I got to, now I got to, <laughs> but, but, but in fact, remember the, <laughs> remember the, the uh, Steve, uh, Steve was doing your, uh, Steve, uh, God, what was his last, Steve Ellis? No, no, Steve, what's his Galloway. Galloway. Steve Galloway was the, uh, Jim's music editor. And he, he cut a lot of those uh, remixes that, that are the end credit remixes. And Galloway uh, has one where uh, at the end of it, you can hear me going, yeah, well, we can make that work. <laughs> Lang like uh. <laughs> I, I do I want to talk about the changing voices because it's very funny it had a, a wide range of results some kids they'd come in their voice had dropped that was the end thank you we got to replace you I had to take many yeah. an Arnold for the long walk where I was like it comes a time in a young man's life <laughs> but but Justin came in the pilot, he sounds different. In the first couple episodes, he still sounds like the kid. Then his yeah. voice fully turned into his, his, you know, teenage voice, which was pretty much what you can do now, Justin. And yeah. so, Justin, we went like, oh, I, I, I like this. This is even, it's got more of a kind of a buzzsaw kind of edge to yeah. it. And we were like, okay, uh, Justin, you know, survived the transition. Yeah. Some kids, like an Arnold voice needs to sound... He needs to sound young and kind of, it has to yeah. be a kid sound that, you know, well, and part, this is the experience. Yeah, Go well, ahead. part of it, I think, is that Justin is sort of putting on a voice for, uh, even when he was a little kid and his, his voice was higher, 
he was putting on that voice so that as he got older and his voice dropped, he could still put on that voice. But for, for Arnold, you don't want a put on your voice. You just want, this yeah. is how this kid actually yeah, you're right. Now you're right. So, so when it changes, it's, it's, it's hard. So I think that's how Justin was able to. Yeah. Well, I think the like one thing Andy, also. Like I think the only other thing also was the fact that the Harold character himself was like, you know, um, a very, you know, a, even though he was in the fourth grade, he was a big husky character, you know. And not like, to so, mention that he yeah. was older. He was he around 13, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He had right. back he got several grades. <laughs> so fortunately, I fortunately I lowered my voice when I had the audition. So then, when I grew into my voice, Excellent. it was kind of like Harold. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was that was fortuitous. But just going back to to Jim, it was so funny because when we would have these group sessions where all of us would sing together, Jim would always be like, Justin. We're going to have you uh, stay on the side because you're peeking through a little bit too much. And, you know, I know you like to sing, but, you you, you know, he was so sweet about it. You don't necessarily have the best singing voice. So we're going to record you separately and then we'll mix you in. And so, <laughs> so I, always, I always appreciated that. Uh, and it was fun. And, and as, as the only kind of voiceover actor here on this, on this uh, reunion, we should have a all of us here. I just well, have to great. Touch, yeah, I just have to touch on how we recorded the sessions, which was an absolute blast because Craig, we'd all come in together and we'd read the script down from top to bottom. And I thought that was, I mean, it was just amazing because that gave us an opportunity to really get a sense of the other characters and where the script was going. And maybe we could throw in a little bit of improv and play off each other in a very organic way as kids. Right. And, I mean, that's not the way, you know, cartoons are done now. We go in, you know, we record our, our lines in 15, 20 minutes and we're out. And of course, the, you know, there's something great about that too. But at the, I, going back to just being able to sit in the room for a couple hours and hear each other and bring the show to life, I think is one of the, I mean, there's so many reasons why this show is so special, but I'd have to say, I think that is one of them. And, uh, you know, kudos to Craig and, and the whole team for, for having us do that and the friendships that that we just created uh yeah. amongst each other it creates a family atmosphere total absolutely. family we love and i we gotta say them. absolutely just kind of quickly it was so wonderful all those years all those records and all guest stars that came in and it was those years that we had a pick of i mean we just like we'll ask anyone you know we can get into who <laughs> who, who said no rodney dangerfield um, oh really? <laughs> get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger either. We had to have. Oh yeah, your Arnold character play the abdicator. We didn't even get respect from Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> I, and this is the guy who thought that Rover Dangerfield was a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah seriously. And and Charo. But anyway. Oh but, yeah. Oh Charo. Okay. All Charo the guest stars. Down? All yeah, the, she did. So oh. many of the guest stars. You know, adult. You know, obviously adults. Elliot Gould. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I became huge friends yeah. with Elliot Gould because of Elliot the rally episode. Such a, such a cool jant. But they guy. were always, all those guest stars were so like blown away and like this warm, amazing feeling, just like acting with the kids and then just listening to this ensemble, especially like after two or three seasons where they were such cohesive group. Yeah. But remember, what, what's his name that played? Oh my God, Harvey, Harvey. Harvey Corman. Uh, Harvey Corman. It was John's script and Dan's board. It was uh it was uh part no no it was uh what was that one called the one where Arnold and Gerald uh have a have a falling out because they're gonna yeah. do the talent show. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, that one. Uh 
it, and it was a Dino, yeah, Dino and Don story. Yeah. And yes. uh, Harvey came in. I, I'll never forget that. He was such a cool guy. He had this bucket hat on and he, he sat down in his chair. His scene didn't come for 10 pages. And he sat down in his chair and shut his eyes as if he was an old guy falling asleep. He wasn't. He was listening intently. And at, at, at he came out to the booth after we'd, we'd recorded a big stretch and said, boy, that kid is good. He was talking about Jamil. And I, yes. I, after the session, oh. I after the session, I took Jamila aside and I said, "Harvey Corman said you're great." And he's like, I don't, "He didn't know who Harvey Corman was." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, nice. Some old guy thought I was great." Yeah. Well, I've, I've that, you know, that's a wonderful episode in every way, and it's got those two crazy songs. And Jim had to somehow put those two songs together. It's yeah. got the the finale where they sing and, and play, uh, you know, without Oliver Hardy, Stan yes. Laurel wouldn't show. Uh, I'm nothing without you. Song. Yes. Just, man, everything came together in that episode. It's got it, it all. It really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I One of my favorite memories of uh, mm. of the show was, you know, because we work on it in this building and we're making it and it's, you know, it sort of becomes our, our, our world for as long as we're working on that episode. And then we just put it out into the ether and you sort of get these <laughs> numbers at some point. Uh, but I was home for Thanksgiving and my nephews and nieces were all watching the episode where Arnold and Helga kiss because they're in uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yes. school play. At the, at the time. And the anticipation and the excitement in all those kids, there were like five or six kids watching this, and they got so excited. Are they going to kiss? Is this going to happen? Oh, like, like, and then they cheered when it happened. And some of them were like, oh, gross. You know, it's like all these different Everything kids, you dream reactions. of. But watching how, what a big deal for them that was. I remember. You know, it's like, and I'd sort of forgotten about it at that point. That was something, that was an episode I did. Right six months ago or, or or a year ago or something and I it was such a such a reminder that what we're doing was was is making a difference in, in kids lives it's it's things that that, that people and you can't tell have, you know. we we don't really know there wasn't any kind of real true feedback except the children that we actually were in our lives that we could yes. watch, watch it i remember yeah. steve wrote that where they're about to kiss and Rhonda says to the other girls in the crowd okay girls this is it yes <laughs> And I remember thinking, ah, that seems a little, hot, you know, that seems a little much. And then yes. it, just what you described, Dan, they probably yes. like, took that cue from Rhonda. They're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, I, I think totally. Craig has nailed it because, you know, me and Patricia, you know, went back in, back in the 90s when, you know, we saw this episode for the first time. It was like, oh, wow, this is a huge deal. Like, we've yeah. been building up to this at uh, this point. And uh, to see it all just play out is just uh and then for helga once again to kind of like you know deny that it was anything was me meant by it and like saying oh i was just right. improvising you know like it was just uh yeah. yeah and that was your sequence wasn't it when she stabs yeah. herself yeah you, i remember dan posed that out that was really yeah. great that was brilliant like, dan we like, were all like in suspense and the, the rubber the... knife like bends in two <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and she's like ah. <laughs> it's, i just do a couple so of good. Before, I mean, I don't know when people are jumping off or uh, uh, just a just to say a couple of shouts that I don't know to a to remember Steve Vixton 
Yeah. Oh, um, by um, the way, well, um, yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up, Joe, because we actually do have something regarding for that. So um, last year we did something similar for, as told by Ginger, virtual reunion live stream. We had um, in memory yeah. of the cast and crew who have since passed, and we did the same thing for Hey Arnold. So Aaron, if you don't mind playing the video for us. Can, oh, wait, can I, before, before you do yeah, that, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, sure, I just want to get, I just like want to get this in, I don't, because I don't know when, I have, is this? One hour or ten hours? Uh, we're going as long as we want. So uh, that's kind of how these live streams kind of go. Oh, um, what is know. this? No, um, Yo, we're, we're going till next week. So it's <laughs> <laughs> this Thank is God, a six-hour marathon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a catheter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I buy hey Arnold catheter. Oh, that was a great. Chris, that was a great Christmas present. Oh, yeah. wow. was, I didn't get that branding. One. Good branding. Yeah. Well, um, well, I'll tell you what. Let's. I was going to say, Steve. Yeah. Of course, and Tuck Tucker, mm -hmm. yeah, um, extraordinary. Um, the great cast, and just I mean, the great voice cast who, as Justin said, is many friends. And also, I know this sounds and it's may sound pandering, but I mean, I didn't know I said I never worked on I worked on some other shows before that's been never um animated shows with different perspectives. And now it's you know, now it's the way it is and it should be. There are always women writers on the show and that right. certainly we yeah. know that was not the case no for many many years so i just always wanted to give a shout out to the great collaborators and like and really good friends rachel michelle Lamro, right and yes uh, antoinette stella they all yeah. they all brought the best helga i mean you know everybody wanted to write helga stories but the yeah. the our, our women writers totally could dig in yeah. and uh and do some real like what it's like to be a helga growing up Right. Or Phoebe, I mean, or across the yeah, board. Phoebe. I don't know. It was just, a, it was yeah. just like, a, you know, the that lucky, and the kismet, but also, you know, the stars aligned, and that like any good show that we've all been on, but especially Arnold, that you know, all these elements were in place. So just really lucky to have that strong creative family. So that's it. Okay. Now you can. Okay. Now we can. We can uh, pretend Steve was amazing. Let's see it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, uh, guys. Um, so we've had this one. We have this wonderful 25th anniversary show. But uh, let's all please pause and remember those who are no longer with us. Oh no. Ah.
lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 as I was watching some of those names, I'd work with them on, on several different shows. Zelda, I work with on picket fences and, uh, some of the actors even on Erie, Indiana. So amazing. Some incredibly talented people on that list. It's really the really casting for, for, for guest stars was usually I, I remember Steve in particular loved to bring uh old actors from from you know whatever from the yeah from right. the Broadway stage and from TV. Yeah. Richard mm-hmm. Mulligan, what a hilarious yeah. choice that was. And you know, uh, yeah, a lot of those old those old character actors who that was uh the, you know the 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 writers' love of uh, old TV and movies uh, shows up in the in the guest casting. Sure. Harvey Corman, what a what a get yeah. that was! I'm so glad we had Harvey. Jacqueline yeah. Bissett. Yeah, Jacqueline yeah. Bissett. I hope you don't mind, guys. Um, the fans have been kind of in the chat, been asking this for uh, the last couple of minutes or so. But uh, uh, for those of you who do not know, I've been doing this for every year since 2011 with Craig, and that is that. So we do a, a bit where we ask people to an- email in questions. So it's usually ask Craig at rms.co.uk, and uh, believe me, we get a lot, and I mean a lot of mail, and it usually fills up like like two two and a half hours worth of show for us to do every year. And uh, well, we, me and Craig enjoy doing it, and uh, we enjoy all that. But uh, I thought, with some of these questions that we got, I thought, given the fact that we've now got the whole Hey Arnold hive mind pretty much here, I thought maybe I could probably put some of them to yourselves, and uh, maybe you guys could uh, also queue in and uh, give your thoughts on a particular questions. So, are you guys ready to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Let's start off with Hey Arnold Season 6. And so I'll start with this question. Would Nadine get her own episode in Season 6? Also, would Lila get her own episode? And how would you develop uh, develop both as characters throughout that season? If, let's say, Season 6, like, existed. Right. If Season 6 existed, <laughs> absolutely. And we'd have to figure out what, where Lila's been. Because you know the, the very the very last Lila episode in the regular series was the one Timberly loves Arnold, where I literally had Arnold say, "Yeah, I'm 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 about done with Lila," and it really was true. I was trying to make it kind of clear the way for Helga mm-hmm. and Arnold to to really mm-hmm. have it out in the movies, and that that was that was intentional. So if she right. came back, she it'd be interesting to see what the deal is with her now. She's Maybe a Lila Nadine episode together. Yeah, and Nadine's great. Obviously, always an under underused yeah. character. Uh, loves bugs. Uh, she had a great time in the Jungle movie. Uh, yeah, uh, t- totally. I, sure. Yeah, and I do shows for both those characters. They're really fun characters. That's what mm-hmm. series work is great. You get to you get to you know develop all these secondary characters and give them their own show. It's a blast. Right. Cool. Any further thoughts on Nadine and Lila? Anyone? Cool. All right, then. Moving on. Um, would Stella be a motivator for Miriam to sober up uh, and become a better person? Uh, would Ooh. they become close as would they become close friends as Miriam and Susie were in the episode Summer Love? Yeah, I think they'd be friends because Arnold's parents seem to be big fans of Helga. And of course they should. Helga helped uh, was instrumental in bringing them back to life. So they kind of yeah. owe her big time. And so I think I picture them as very sympathetic to this this uh, budding relationship where this this wonderful kid uh, can't has a hard time showing uh, affection and love, and I, I'm sure they would be. Uh, she'd be a great kind of like 
mom character to Helga. As far as Miriam goes, yeah, they'd, they'd make friends with the Patakis, but that'd be really awkward. Can you imagine those four uh, out doing stuff <laughs> together? Yeah, Matthew. I don't know about her helping sober Miriam up. That seems like kind of leave that up to Miriam. <laughs> Didn't she get sober in uh, when she ran when big when she ran the beeper store? Yeah, she's capable of sobering herself up. Michelle's great episode of her singing the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, there you go. When she sang uh, Beepers are a girl's best friend. And <laughs> Kath Susie, who plays Miriam and, you know, has been on Rugrats forever. Kath is so funny that I love these modest actors who are like, well, I, I don't really sing. And she's like, Beepers. Da -da 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 -da. You know, I was like, what a kid. Yeah, Miriam. I mean, uh, Kath is a, is a delight. Oh, mm -hmm. She is wonderful. Um, I really want to thank everybody i want to thank patricia and arun for inviting all of us together and you've got such a great show and you've asked great questions and and kept the show alive uh to everybody on this uh on this show i just want to say thanks for letting me be here with you unfortunately i i am about 20 minutes late to a kid thing that i have to get to <laughs> oh okay, no, okay many more well. in the future and thank you again it's been a thank pleasure. you so much thanks so much Rachel. 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 Thank you. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm going to need to jump in probably about five. So. Okay. okay. Well, you, let's try and burn through yeah. these questions and uh, then uh, we'll uh, we'll see where we go from here. Right. Okay. Um, do you think Arnold would stand up to himself and be a bit more assertive towards Helga now that they're in this relationship, now that she knows that it's just the bullying is just a front? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arnold. The the fun thing about Arnold is is that the, I always said boys were a little bit slower to kind of catch on about how to do relationship stuff, and girls are way ahead of them. But I think Arnold knows enough now that he he probably can assert himself with her. Although he, he's still going to have to make some compromises, though. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he, he's not going to win every battle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not not only is it Helga, but it's also Franny. The combination is like amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, the last one for Hey Arnold Season 6, before we move on to our final one. Um, if uh, Hey Arnold Season 6 doesn't materialize, would you be interested in repitching the Patakis as a spin off series? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I've made it clear to Nickelodeon since forever that I would be really interested in doing whatever next thing I could with this franchise because it's the by far the most successful franchise i've ever been involved with um uh you know so i'm up for anything and uh you know maybe at some point nickelodeon will just like you know let us go sell it to somebody else <laughs> but 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 uh you know it, as long as it's nickelodeon show it's up to them but i yeah i i'm up for anything cool now um, i actually want to just break through just for a minute aaron but i remember when i was doing my research for the history of harold the jungle movie and looking through like all the interviews that you used to do back in the day in like forums and like um online aol chats where um you would talk to the fans and there was this one project that you were pitching uh i, I don't know if this is true or not i mean it could be fabricated but uh spike tv you were going to pitch something called hell world or something? Oh, hellville hellville that's what it was yeah yeah, Purdy and I were pitching Hellville to uh, to uh, Spike TV. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get very far. We, you know, we wrote. That's a I think great wrote, title, though. Yeah, it was it was really fun. It was about it was about two kind of identical uh, cousins, and they're the the one one uh, 
one lives in hell and he's the son of uh, Satan and one mm -hmm. lives in heaven and he's the, I don't know, he's some sort of archangel and they, mm -hmm. they, they switch places. It was, that was fun. fun. We had a good time. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel uh, now that uh, a hell of a boss and has been hotel and now like big things on YouTube? I mean, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. That's a perfectly great subject matter. Kind of visiting hell and and it being kind of like Vegas is is a is an attractive premise, right? Uh, I thought ours, I thought our sort of switching switching cousins was a, a fun twist on it, but I don't know what Spike TV that they were insane. I mean, I'm to sure. be quite honest, I mean, it didn't even la I mean, the whole animation division didn't even last for very long anyway because I remember when I read that. Um, that post that you did, uh, the, I mean, Spike TV was already going down anyway, you know, the Stripperella, Gary, the rat, Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon, they were all done. So, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really, I don't know. It, it was, a, it was, a it was fun, a, it was a fun, yeah. easy pitch and they bought it. So we were happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was like, and uh, so just two more questions before uh, we wrap this up. Um, did Arnold and Helga sit together in the plane ride home from San Lorenzo? And what do you think Arnold and Helga would have done on their first date when they returned home? <laughs> so great. Uh, no, I think I think uh, Arnold was pre-booked to sit next to Gerald. So Arnold and Gerald uh, uh, sat in the same in their usual seats. And uh, Helga, by the way, was put already putting on a kind of like uh, this, this chucklehead over here, she was already pretending that Arnold was a dunce. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Helga's constantly walking back her true affection for Arnold when she's in public. And Plus, Phoebe was I, there, I would, so she was going to sit with her. Yeah, Helga sat with Phoebe, Arnold sat with Gerald. There was a lot of funny back and forth all the way home. Mm -hmm. Right. And hey, thanks so much uh, for me as well. This was this was just a blast to, to see everyone and to, no kidding, John. to get back cool. to those those glory days so, so you know well they need to do another season just so so we have more occasions to to get the the band back together so yeah so yeah thank everyone. you so much jonathan thanks, thanks jonathan sure. it's a wonderful thing to do thank you bye-bye right okay Bye. and John. this last question i think is more of a craig and justin and potentially you joe could potentially get involved in this one as well um did ronda ever have feelings for harold or was it just a fling and what do you think harold would have how do you think harold would have developed as a character in the future if the show was still going mm. harold wow. harold is a character with a long way to go and he he is a work in progress uh, as he learns to be a man and take on bigger responsibilities, I do think he's heading for a career in uh, in uh, meat, uh, being a butcher. I think that is his uh, true passion. Okay, uh, Justin, you can just take it from there, Justin. Totally concur, Craig. Yes, I mean I've uh, just in my research the last couple of years, I've visited many butcher shops. Um, I have been an apprentice. <laughs> I'm a big meat eater as Harold and as Justin. So I'm ready to take on that role as pastrami king, tongue lover and ribeye master. So I do see running the butcher shop as uh, something that would happen. In terms of Rhonda, obviously, uh, you know, that is something that could percolate, but we'd have to talk to Big Patty first. I think Harold and close. Patty are kind of soulmates. So, so Rhonda would only be a, uh, a kind of a, a complication 
I think mm. so. I think so. But it's a great. It, it's something we'll explore in season six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. <laughs> 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 thank you for the question, Arun, and no the problem. fans that, that posed it. Okay. Yes, thank you. Funny, excellent. All right. Um, I guess we can go into this uh, section now, where a lot of people are just now uh, posting on the chat. Uh, we actually do have some fan submissions from both uh, thirty-second videos and fan art. So uh, before the stream began, I posted on social media if they were interested in sharing this stuff to me that they could e email me at oldschoolland86 at gmail.com or they can tweet at me with the hashtag HeyArnold25 at my Twitter, which is at Patty underscore B underscore Miranda. So uh, what should we do first? Should we do the fan art or should we do the videos? Um, tell you what, let's do the videos first. Uh, they're only like uh, 20 second slots, so uh, we'll breeze through those and so everyone can uh, see their appreciation from their fans. So, All right, then. Let's, let's do, do it. Okay. Give me uh, one second, everybody. Guys, I think it is 1.30, so I'm going to have to go and get food with uh, with uh, my family. But okay. this was really great seeing oh, you guys. Thank you so much for coming, Dan. Uh, oh, at some point, we should do this in, like, a real place where we oh that'd be, be great yeah. yeah i would love IRL, that in yeah, real life yeah. yes remember how fun that was when we when we uh, rented out that room at the smokehouse i kind of want to do that just a reunion at the smokehouse. yeah that would be, that'd that'd be, be so great cool. i mean i've got to be honest before we can hang out I will be honest, before COVID hit, I mean, one of the ideas we were, I mean, I never spoke this over with Craig, but one of the things we were hoping to do is actually we actually would do like, you know, we sit down in the same room live yeah, that kind, would, of, that uh, kind of thing. But uh, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, unfortunately right now, it's, uh, well, yeah. not so much now, but it was just, it was so difficult yeah. to do, obviously with everything that was going still, on. Still so. a challenge, yeah. 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 So can anyway. you call Justin, Craig, Jim, this was great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, you so much, Dan. Dan. So fun. Take care, bro. Okay. Right, okay, we, you, the fans, wanted to uh, give some messages to your favorite people, so I'm just going to go through that right now, so bear me one second, please. Okay, go for it. Okay. Hello, everyone. I've been a fan of Nickelodeon for pretty much my whole life. I still love a lot of their old shows to this day, yet none has resonated with me more emotionally than AR. It still is my all-time favorite Snake Snake. Happy 25th anniversary to everyone who's been involved with the show over the years. I wish Craig Bartlett and all the cast and crew from Hey Arnold a very blessed and absolutely prosperous 25th anniversary. Hey Arnold was definitely one of those shows that inspired me to become the person I am today. And I'm very thankful for the lessons I learned from this wonderful Nicktoon. Congratulations, Craig Bartlett, on 25 amazing years of Hey Arnold. I still love watching the show to this day. I grew up watching it with my mom and my sister. Thank you so insanely much for creating this show. And just a quick question, are we getting a Pataki spinoff? Please. Congrats, Craig. Bye. I like to look at Hey Arnold as the reason why I'm an optimist. This is a kid who sticks his neck out for so many people in his community, even the meanest or strangest people, because he sees the good in everyone. It's so easy to have a pessimistic, nihilistic outlook on the world with how unfair life can get, but it's important to not let negativity completely jade you and remember that good does happen and good people exist. Whenever I try to think about where my own optimistic outlook comes from, why I try to see the good in people, and why I reject most of the negativity around me that others perpetuate, the conclusion 
conclusion I reach is that it came from Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! It's the True Life Legends show, and I should have said that back when Ginger was on. Okay, I admit it. So, um, Alan Terrio voices two characters, Black Cat and Rascal. And I think that was about it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, so I just want to give a shout out to the people who submitted the videos. Uh, that was Jeffrey Care and Tony Garcia, Cool Paws 96, Ranter in Shades, and Shamix 02. So thank you so much for the 30 second fan videos. Thank you. All right, so uh, I guess we can move on to the fan art. So um... so I think what we're going to have to do is, I think, Patricia, you're going to have to share your screen with everybody else, and I'm going to have to show everybody else on, like, on my side, I think. Okay, I, think that's I, the way we're I will do, do that. All right, hey, then, guys, I... I have to go away for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, but I, I don't know how long you're staying on. Like, I can come back. I mean, we're sort of, I mean, I guess this is going to be, like, the last bit, I guess. I think that's after that we're wrapping up. Yeah, I think this is the last bit. Yeah, we're just wrapping right. up. Well, I'm sorry to say that thank you so much for having us. I'm going to... I'm going to jump off, but this was Bye, so Joe. fun. Oh, thank Excellent. you so much. We and really do appreciate it, Joe. Joe's Let's do it again. Because right now, so. Thanks, Joe. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Craig. Bye, Justin. I'll talk to you. Bye, Jim. Yeah. And thank Bye, you. Joe. Cheers, guys. Bye, Joe. Let's get to come to L when you're in L.A. Shout out. Yes, we will. Absolutely. We will. Everyone. All right. We'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. 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 See you, brother. Right. Okay. So uh, do you want to share the screen, Patricia, and I'll share everybody what we're seeing and all right so i'm just going to post up the uh, first picture all right so the very first picture that we have uh, comes to us from uh crystal briner from the daily hillwood this is her drawing of helga pataki so i'll just wait until aaron shares the screen for everyone oh uh, well um you ought to, no, to share what you've got on the screen with yourself and because uh, I can't show the images, so oh okay, yeah. so I have to okay, got it. Yeah, so you, sh you share what you've got on your machine with everybody else, and I'll show what everybody else has got here. So, okay, great, great, great. Cool. All right, so I'll put up the next picture. So let me just pull it up really quick. One second. Okay, now this is actually uh, I need to actually zoom this out because it is it, it has a lot of really cool details. So um, let me just. Is that the space one? Yes, it is that one. So yeah, this one right here is from, and I'm going to butcher this name, and I am so sorry, Keelan Crusader. And this is a collage of like the majority of the characters from Hey Arnold. So uh, yeah, we have Arnold in the center. We got Helga, we got Gerald, uh, we got Grandma and Grandpa. We got, you know, everybody here from the show just showcased. So uh she also mentioned that she wanted to post more characters, but she ran out of time. But no, this is absolutely phenomenal. So uh, thank you so much for that, Keelan. All right. So uh, next one, uh, this is a two-parter. Uh, this is from Antoni Garcia, who you just saw earlier on the, um, the video. So this is the first part. So it's called, Hey Arnold, Different Stages of Life. So... Uh, this is the drawing that he did when he was 17 of all of the characters all grown up. And uh, this is what he drew. Uh, we have Arnold, Phoebe, Gerald, Rhonda. We have Harold. And I think that's Big Patty. We have Sid and we have Stinky. We have various other characters. And mm -hmm. 
Then we have uh, part two, which uh, he said that he drew when he was 26. So I'm just going to pull that up really quick. Uh, okay. And this is the second one. This is what he, oh, wait, that's the same one. No, that's not what I was looking hmm. for. Um, Got to put that down. Okay. So is that the one with the four characters? On it? So you got, uh, you got yes, that's the one know. with the four characters. Yeah, that's the one with the four characters. I'm, God, let me just put that really quick. Okay, there we go. Now I got it right. So, okay. Oh, there we go. Got it. Okay, there we go. Now we have uh, the, the drawing. Uh, uh, we have Arnold and Phoebe and Rhonda and Gerald. So <laughs> I've never actually heard of that, um, you know, couple combination. Very interesting. The, the Arnold so. and Phoebe one I'm familiar with because there's a few people who do actually ship those characters. But yeah, Rhonda and Gerald is a new one for me. And oh, I've yeah. never heard of that one before. That is a new one to me. Yeah. Okay, and then we have the last one, which uh, th this one is very Halloween appropriate, and uh, this one is from Lowell Lucas Jr., so I'm just going to share that really quick. This, so, this one's a great one. I love this This one. is a This is actually a really good one. Perfect timing for Halloween. So this is the picture right here. So we have Grandpa, we have... <laughs> Um, Helga, we have Arnie, Harold, and we got the conductor from yeah, the haunted, the haunted train. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That is an amazing <laughs> um, picture, by the way. So yeah, uh, yeah. shout outs once again to uh, Crystal Briner from the Daily Hillwood, Killing Crusader, and Tony Garcia and Lowell Lucas Jr. for the fan art. Thank you guys. That's awesome. All right, awesome, great. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that we can start wrapping things up, Aaron, because um, I don't. I think that we covered everything that we wanted to. Yeah, I was just gonna say because uh, I mean, uh, when Craig and me and Patricia and uh, Craig sets out to do this, uh, Craig wants to describe this as uh, trying to hurt cats. So uh, I was wondering if you wanted to, if you wanted to have anything to say to the cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed that uh, this many cats showed up. <laughs> well done. That was really funny, too. I like the, the nature of Zoom, too, where they would just appear and you'd see their name first. I was like, Pavanmeyer. <laughs> yeah. So well, great. Uh, Arun and Patricia, thank you so much for putting this together. And you, Craig, uh, also. Uh, it's, it's always a delight to get to hang out with uh, folks from the show and... Uh, uh, and thanks also to all the fans for all the love over the years. It's uh, it's really heartwarming and very humbling. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, Jim, th thank you so much to yourself because you know without you, I wouldn't have really like appreciated music probably the way that I did. I you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, people ask me like because uh, I work in the IT industry, you know, outside of this, and they said, "Oh, have you just worked with the computers in your life?" And I said, "No, I've actually I did music at GCSE level." And uh, when I was in high school, and that was like my biggest, uh, you know, achievement from coming out of high school doing music. And uh, I think mm -hmm. if it wasn't for yourself, you know, doing the music of Hey Arnold, I don't think I probably would have taken it up as a subject. So, well, you know. I'm, I'm delighted. It's a great gift to be able to give anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all and right. also, uh, I want to thank you also for. Uh, I never realized you could put liquid inside a vinyl record. So until you, uh, you know, brought out the, uh, the, the soundtrack. So, yeah. We would pour a little bit of Yahoo in and then glue them and then had to hold them for a while yeah it was a lot of work <laughs> yeah i that just have cool. the um i just have the um oh the yeah plane. she has one i of got them. it i do have one actually there i just have the plain um you know yellow locket one so it's not the cool yahoo soda one I, it's funny because um it was on the 40 minute mark when these things were just posted up and 
everything else was completely sold out. So I was lucky to even get this because like 10 minutes later, it was all gone. Yeah, they sell out. You got to yeah, move do. on that stuff. I know you do. Yeah. Jump right on. <laughs> any future plans right. for like uh, reprints at any point or uh, any future plans for like we'll any other releases? They'll, they'll reprint volume one and then sooner or later we'll make volume two. So that, right. that'll be an ongoing thing. Okay. Sounds cool. great. All right. So okay. I want to I thank everybody too. Jim, so much fun seeing you, bud. This was awesome. Love you. Uh, Aaron, Patricia, thank you for, for being such amazing Hey Arnold fans for years, leading the charge, getting us to do the, the Hey Arnold movies. It would not have happened without you. So yeah. thank you. Craig, obviously the visionary, the, the creator, the genius behind this show and, and also gathering us cats together with Patricia and Arun for this <laughs> fun 25th anniversary hang. Uh, can't wait to do this in real life. And, um, you know, love all of you. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Justin. That's cool. All right, I'm going to bounce. No all problem. Right, Have a good one. Well, I think we're all going to bounce, I think, at this point. And uh, also okay. to all of you, the fans who uh, you know, are really the driving force behind all of this. You know, the reason why Patricia is so passionate about what she does, the reason why, you know, um, I still do what I do, you know, because uh, I think if it wasn't for Hey Arnold and I think if it wasn't for all the great stuff that Craig does and all the stuff that, you know, Justin and Jim and uh, everybody else who's been here, I think if it wasn't for all this creative talent, I think I probably would have fallen out of radio a long time ago. And the fact right. that uh, all of this has kept me here and you fans have kept me here too, you know, I've, it makes me feel very special. Really yeah, does. same here as well. Well, I mean, Hey Arnold was kind of the show that I was like, you know, engulfed with in the fandom. And, you know, I was re I remember like looking through like um, all of the, uh, the the chats and, you know, all the discussions about like, you know, wh when are we going to get a movie? And, oh, uh, here comes some rumors about a, a jungle movie, you know, that we were supposed to have like the answers that we were looking for. And I remember I was 17 years old where I wrote a fan le uh, letter to um, Nickelodeon and Craig Bartlett saying, I hope that you get uh, season six greenlit. And then about 10 years later, uh, Kevin and, and I, my best friend, Kevin Guglielmo, who's also the other co-founder, we had Craig on the show. And so, you know, it definitely kept us together. And uh, once, uh, you know, er mentioned earlier, um, Aaron and I were able to meet because of Hey Arnold, and we've been together ever since. So, hey, Craig, you're yeah, the reason I, just... I have this beautiful woman in my life now. So. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Same here, you know. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for creating such an amazing show and you know not only has it influenced myself not only has it influenced Aaron but for all the people who are watching we have 50 people watching on the stream and I'm sure there'll be many many more others who will be watching and giving their appreciation so we we thank you you're welcome thank okay. you thanks thanks for everybody that. all right thank, thank you. you have a good evening all right thanks. Bye. take care everyone bye, bye, bye everybody bye thank you later